Welcome to the B2B Growth Marketer Podcast with Alex Mead. I've invited sales, marketing, and business leaders to discuss their successes, failures, and everything else in between. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This week, we have a special guest, somebody I've known for a few years now. Um, we'll see who tells that story, but it is Brian Soraki at Beacons Point. Yes, I'm bringing someone from my own company to talk on our show, but Brian's role uh, at the company, I think, would, is a great person to talk to uh, today, as this is all about re- relationship building. So, Brian, I'll let you introduce yourself and tell everybody what you do here at Beacons Point. Yeah. Uh, well, Alex, thanks for having me on uh, as a guest. Hi, everybody. My name is Brian Soraki. I'm the Director of Client Success and Marketing Technology at Beacons Point. My role is really to make sure that we are delivering, uh, well, it's more of an operations role. We're delivering upon the success that we've outlined for our client, uh, meeting the goals that we have built for our clients, um, and really trying to ultimately grow their business, um, help them be successful. Like Ultimately, my job is to find ways to help other people be more successful. And then on the marketing technology side of things, uh, I'm responsible for all of our technical implementations and execution of uh, all of our work that we do within the HubSpot platform across uh, Marketing Hub, Sales Hub, Service Hub, um, and the CRM. Uh, And then uh, I also lead a talented team on some HubSpot design and development uh, projects that we have as well. So um, I've got my hand in a couple different pots, I guess. I guess I've done a lot, right? Like Alex, with us growing this uh, this agency over the the years that we have, um, I've been part of a lot of different roles and and held a lot of different responsibilities. But I think I get most excited about the role that I'm currently in right now. It's been something that I I find a lot of happiness and value from. So yeah, um, so Brian, you brought up a few good points. Um, but I want to, I want to jump to something different. So I've, um, maybe a different episode. We'll get into how long we've known each other, but it's been a long time. Uh, I always forget the number, but it's basically since fourth grade. And so, you know, you and I have gone through a lot together. And one thing that I've always learned from you, and I'm curious when you realized how important this was is, uh, you've always made it a point to, like build a relationship with somebody, even that it might be a competitor, you find a way to reach out and connect. And I'm wondering like if there was a point in time when you realized that importance. And it's something that I, I learned, I think from you. Um, and I'm curious to know, uh, when, when, if this is just like a personality trait or if you kind of realized early on, there's gotta be a, just cause we're not connecting today on something business wise or personal, we can still figure out a way to build a relationship for five years later, 10 years later when we might be able to work together. I don't really, it's not, there wasn't a certain point in time and nor do I, nor do I try and build relationships with people uh, from, for the like ultimate end goal of getting something from them. Like that's not the purpose of building uh, a relationship with someone. Um, I would say more so it's just, it's evolved, evolved over time. One of the things that I really, really love to do is to serve others. Um, I think I've tried to do that in one way or another with everything I've done in my life, both professionally and personally. And I guess I don't really think of it as trying to build a better relationship so that I have that in the bank for the future. <laughs> uh, for me, it's 
it's all about like, how can I make somebody else's day, week, month? Like, how can I make their lives better? How can I improve them? Um, because like, you know, that whole, that old adage, right? Like rising tide floats all boats type thing. Like to me, it's about being part, being a, con- a contributor, being part of a solution. Um, and you can't do that alone. Like I, yeah. I guess I learned early on that I can't do everything on my own. Um, nor should I attempt to do everything on my own. And uh, in order to, to do that, really, like it takes a village of people around you to motivate you, to inspire you, to, to force you to grow up, to force you to learn more. And I think just over, I don't know, I guess life, right? Like life experience puts you into a, a position where you know that you're going to be better if you are um, – part of a whole. And I don't, I don't think that any person really is very whole without a strong network of people around them whom you can, you can invest your time and effort in and know that you're helping them. Um, and yeah, if they, you know, they might feel invested in you and want to help you. And of course that's a great byproduct, but yeah, I think it's, it's ultimately about, um, you know, how can I, how can I help somebody? How can I make somebody better? Um, you know, that, that I, maybe it's a personality trait because I like sitting behind the scenes and knowing that I was able to contribute to that versus being in the spotlight and, and, um, and saying, Hey, everyone look at me. So, well, that's why I invited you on the show. So everybody could say, Hey, look at you. Cause that's, uh, being your friend for a long time. That's one of my primary goals in life, but, um, you touched on a few things, right? Yeah. You, you, you touched on a few things and like, I think you know, in my role in sales, you know, you kind of said like you're here. I think it's more of your personality, but it's something that you've kind of lived by is you're there to serve others and to do whatever you can to help them. And I think that's kind of what sales and marketing is becoming is instead of like, what can you do for me? It's what can I do for you to, you know, in, in some cases earn your trust to do, to potentially work together on a professional level down the road, but without that expectation. And for, for sales, I think we should stop calling ourselves salespeople and we should be called like, um, like, like how, like helpers. I don't know. It's so stupid, but like, like we're, we're really there to like help a company almost like a consultant would is like, if you don't need inbound marketing now or video now, but what do you need to help you get to that point? And I'm going to help you do that. That might not get me business today, it might not give me business tomorrow. It might not even give me business from them, but they, that relationship is built and they might refer us to a project down the road. It's a much more long tail, but I think it's where people see where the relationship building. I mean, that's kind of what this whole show is about is relationship building. And even though you might not be trying to build relationships, you do build strong relationships because of your personality and like that, that mental trait of, putting everyone before your everyone's needs before yours. And I think a lot of people can learn some of those kind of key, key principles and thoughts to be better at, you know, building relationships. I appreciate that. That's really kind of, yeah. um, I, I, to me, like it, we got into the world of inbound marketing and, and inbound, the inbound methodology because it embodies exactly what we're talking about. Right. And maybe inbound isn't, the appropriate approach for everyone, right? Like it's not the appropriate approach for everyone and everybody has a different, different mentality on sales and, 
and cold outreach, and certainly cold outreach can play a part in an inbound, an effective inbound strategy. But um, I think ultimately it, it kind of just you naturally gravitate towards the way in which uh, I think you operate as a human. And so to me, like I was never, I never wanted us or never wanted to be a part of a company that was focused on like this ride or die mentality. Like for us, it was about how can we improve those around us? How can we strengthen the relationship, the bond, the ability for us to be a servant to that person? And, um, and yes, of course, we want to drive our own business. We want to grow. We want to be able to employ people and we want to be able to, to allow them to create a, a healthy, sustainable life wherever they live. But yeah. ultimately, like, I think the approach comes back to what we all subscribe to, at least in the HubSpot world, inbound world, like, um, you know, the, the service world of how can we help first? And then if that help turns into us expending our time, resources, and effort, and we're compensated for that, then excellent. But if it turns into us introducing you to somebody who might be able to help better, or we know that this one tool, if you just learn to adopt this one tool or this one process or uh, approach or theory, maybe that would help. Right? So it's, it's not about shoving, shoving something into a place that doesn't, doesn't fit or doesn't work. It's a lot more about trying to be more strategic, I guess, in, yeah. in the way in which people are doing business together. Right. And I, you know, you mentioned something that I've on a call, like maybe second call or first call with a prospect and they start telling me like what their needs are. We start getting digging into it. And I was like, you know what, like what we do, like it's not going to help you. I think you should go talk to this person. And it like blew their mind that I was just going to stop trying to sell them our services and recommend them to something else. Uh, and I think it is a, it's, it's definitely helpful in the aspect of that just built trust because now if they needed something down the road, you know, we're not just someone selling to them is that trust factor. But Brian, I want to do this or go ahead. I was just going to say like, that's a, I know from, especially somebody in a sales role or somebody who's working on trying to do business development, that's a tough pill to swallow, right? Like I remember early on for us, like we never wanted to say no because it just meant that it was lost revenue, lost opportunity, right? Like lost way to prove our worth or show what we could do. But I think one thing I have learned in the course of, um, relating to and and having communication with clients is if you try and if you try and match up a service that they don't need to fit a solution that they're not necessarily ready for or looking for it's only going to be frustrating and there's going to be friction uh, and ultimately it's not going to be successful right yes. so it's almost like approaching that sales mentality or that, that initial business development mentality with the end goal in mind and realizing like, yes, it would help me if I have a quota to hit. I need to put something up against the quota. Yeah. But like, I'm just setting up my operations team or my customer success team or my customer service team. I'm setting them up for failure yeah. because this is not somebody that really should be, or this isn't a company that really should be yeah. um, engaged with us. So. It's going to be a bad experience for everybody. Yeah, totally. Uh, and we've seen it on the operations side, right? So like, We'll maybe, and this was maybe earlier on, we would take on a project that maybe we didn't really, wasn't really a great fit, right? Or like stretched outside of something we could comfortably be able to explore. And that's not to say that we didn't want to take it on to help us grow and learn something new. Yeah. But 
like you take on something that's so far outside your, your realm. And if you don't have the resources to be able to dedicate to yeah. building and the discipline to growing into that, then ultimately you're just, you're not going to deliver what they need. And right. it's good. They're going to be worse off after working with you. I and mean, what do you have right. to show for it? Yeah. A little bit of income, but, but ultimately a burned bridge or something that's not going to be helpful moving forward. So, yeah. Uh, well, let's. Uh, so, I want to talk to you about how you connect and build relationships with clients because you are the director of client success. So, you're among one of your roles is you know making sure clients are happy that we are doing you know we are fulfilling our end, uh, they're fulfilling their end, and then we're all meeting in the middle to help them grow their business. So, what are some tactics or things that you think about when trying to you know, ensure that client's success? What, what are some things that go through your mind? What are some things you're trying to achieve in like when you're building that initial relationship? And, and maybe, you know, maybe like think of it as when you first create that relationship, we, a new client comes on, you know, what is important at that stage? What's important, you know, in the middle and, and hopefully, you know, I think it's unrealistic that we're going to keep clients forever, you know, like on the, you know, tail end of a client lifespan. It's important as you coming in as one party to a relationship to be uh, first honest. I think honesty is is by far the first thing you need to approach a relationship with or communication with. Um, even if that honesty means that you're admitting fault or that you don't have an answer or whatever it may be, um, you know, and there are ways that you can work around that, right? You may not have an answer now, but that doesn't mean you couldn't have an answer tomorrow or the next day or something like that, right? So there are ways in which you can communicate, um, but keep that honesty intact and keep yeah. your integrity intact. I think integrity is a huge thing when it comes to relationships. Second, like being open, uh, being open to hearing honesty, being open to hearing feedback and critique, uh, not trying to present the, a, a walled facade, but knowing that you can be vulnerable and that the other person on the other end can be vulnerable too. And that's okay. In fact, that's very healthy. Um, so I would say those are the, the, the key foundational elements, right? Like being honest, being open, being vulnerable. I also think you need to be flexible. Not everybody's going to communicate in the manner in which you're accustomed to. Uh, you're not always going to, uh, you know, if you're a big email person, maybe that other person doesn't enjoy using email. Um, maybe you have somebody, you are communicating with somebody who really loves text message or really wants to pick up the phone, really wants to do video calls, whatever it may be, uh, be flexible to the medium or the method in which you're using. So I think that's important is some flexibility in, in being able to meet in the middle, right? Like not everybody does things the way that you do them. So. Sounds like a, sounds like a buyer persona. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we've talked about that a couple of times with some people on this, but like it, when you think about it, what we're trying to achieve out of identifying buyer personas isn't that far off from what we're trying to achieve when we work with our point of contact or at the client and, you know, client side and, and what's important. You know, you mentioned, you mentioned something else, um, being open and like transparent and having them be open and transparent and flexible because, you know, the adage, the client is always right. You know, yes, but no, at the same time. And I think, I mean, speak on, speak on like how important it is for, from like the client to be honest with how 
the they feel or like how the process is going or the work. And then on our side, being open and honest of saying, you know, we need to do X to really get this done or we really shouldn't focus on this. We should focus on that to achieve the ultimate goal. Sure. Yeah. I think that, that type of relationship, that type of confidence and trust comes after time, right? After both parties have invested some time into the relationship. So, you know, you're not going to go out on a date and the first thing you're going to say to the other person is, Oh man, you know, I just, I really don't like the shape of your nose. Um, like that's just not right. You're not going to go out and, and do that immediately. Um, likewise, like, there has to be some time, some experience, and some some uh, relationship already vested before I think really you start to see the ability to share open and honestly. Um, but I think early on in a relationship, you can find ways to to still bring some honesty and some openness to it. Uh, from the the standpoint of uh, you know maybe you're really talking about negative feedback, negative criticism, or or at least like being able to. Uh, relate on a, a difference of opinion, right? Ultimately, it's a collaborative relationship, right? A relationship is, you know, is, is two parties, two or more parties working together. Um, and I think it's key that our clients understand, and especially what you talked about onboarding, going back to expectation setting. Uh, one of the first things we do when we sit down in a kickoff meeting is we go over ground rules, ground rules for our work together with them. And we explain our process. And in doing that, we tell them that this is a very collaborative, engaging process um, where we need contribution, not just from our side, obviously, but from their side as well. And so to me, uh, a relationship is very much a two-way thing. And that expectation is set early on. And so as that relationship grows, as time and experience happen, as you draw on more vested interest in seeing each other succeed, um, then I think it's a little bit easier to have some of those conversations. Yeah. And ultimately, like, you know, if we're talking about uh, a vendor, uh, a vendor partner dynamic or uh, like a client agency dynamic, you know, I think most people, especially in today's world, because business is a lot more human um, and everybody is a human, you never, you're not calling a company and talking to, um, you know, a robot the entire time, at least. <laughs> but you're ultimately, you're ultimately talking to a human. And so there are ways in which you can bring that human element into uh, conversing or communicating with a client if you have a different of, difference of opinion. Yeah. Um, I think it's also important to recognize that, like, you can't let – you can't really be stubborn when it comes to this stuff. Like, yeah. If, if you're presenting an opinion or uh, you're presenting a guidance based on your experience, yes, you want to make sure that you have conviction in what you're saying, have confidence in the fact that it's uh, appropriate or right, the best recommendation for you. But there are a bunch of different factors that influence the way in which people go, the way in which people form their opinions or form their, their understandings. And so I think you have to recognize that and you have to not be stubborn in always trying to hammer home that point. Right. Uh, it goes back to being open, right? Yeah. Like be open about it. I don't know. Yeah. To me, that's, that's pretty key because otherwise you're just going to, you're cause you're going to cause a bunch of friction throughout the entire conversation. And it's not going to be, it's not going to be something that yeah. either party wants to continue. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to ask you one more question. And this kind of relates. So okay. what do you want 
what do you want your clients to know about you? Like, what do you want them to, if I ask them, like, tell me one thing about Brian, what would you want them to know about you? Uh, the first thing that jumps in my mind is that I care. I really do. Like I, one of the things I love about working for our company and working as an agency or as an agency partner is that we work with a lot of different companies and clients. And I think the traditionally, at least in that dynamic, like the agency dynamic, um, a lot of agencies are looked at as just like a, an outsourced vendor. And it's like, oh, they provide a service. We hired them for that service. They'll do that service. And that's it. Um, and I think the agencies also get a bad rap because in the past, you know, they haven't really seemed to care. They haven't really put much effort in. They haven't really put uh, a whole lot of thought in, or invested a whole lot of time into their client. Um, and <laughs> I guess I think of us as the opposite. I think we have an issue with spending too much time on certain clients maybe. Uh, and you know, that's our own operational thing that we got to figure out. But, um, but I think the cult, the, the, the people that we have on our team and the family that we've built for Beacons Point and part of what I really want to instill in our entire team and it's especially our client success team is that we really want to learn about our client. We want to learn about that person that is our point of contact. Yeah. Um, we want to understand what they're going through. We want to understand the challenges that their personas face. Um, and we really want to, we really care about finding an ability to have our client help their persona, right? Like we really, I, I've learned so much about so many different companies and so many different uh, industries, uh, you know, like I couldn't have told you one thing about the global supply chain or, you know, uh, port authorities or Marine terminals before we started working with one of our clients. And now I feel like I know a lot, like it's, it's amazing how much I feel like I know about that world. And I would have never had the opportunity to, yeah. to do that if I didn't really care about getting invested in that client. Right. Like I, couldn't have told you what a comp compound semiconductor was prior to working with another client. Right. But like now I'm all about gallium nitride and silicon carbide. And like, I think, we're, I, think I, I just got a new podcast idea. I just like, I, to me, I think that's one of the amazing things about what we get to do and, and just about relationships in general is that you get to learn so many new things from so many different types of people from all different walks of life. Yeah. So I guess, if there was anything that our clients would, I would want them to know about me, it'd be just that like, I care and we care. Like yeah. our team cares. It's part of, it's part of our ethos. It's part of what we do. It's all, it's, I mean, we talk about like one of the core values is, is, uh, you know, we're, we stay curious and like, it's always about learning and, and exploring and like understanding something new. And I just, I'm so pumped that we get to do that for so many different types of clients, but still apply the, the marketing and, and yeah. sales development and like the processes and practices that we've worked on honing um, on our side, we can still apply those to again, companies that are a good fit. But so we get to do something that we love to do and get to like really kick ass at HubSpot, but we get to do it across like so many different industries. That's the coolest thing about my job. I think. 
Brian, I knew this would be an easy one for us and that I would have to cut us off, but I have to cut us off. Okay. Uh, trying to keep these somewhat digestible for people to listen to. Um, I want to appreciate you for squeezing some time in. I know, uh, I know we both have busy schedules, so I appreciate it and wanted to thank you for joining. Hey, well, I appreciate you, man. And I appreciate everything you've been doing and, and driving this forward. And um, I really appreciate everything you do for our clients and for the people that you come in contact with. So. Thanks. Well, and thanks I to have, everybody for listening. I know I talk a lot. So I, I have more fun doing these than actually selling. So that's why I uh, keep doing stuff like this. Right maybe I shouldn't tell you that. Um, <laughs> open it up. Thanks for listening to the B2B Growth Marketer Podcast hosted by me, Alex Mead. The B2B Growth Marketer Podcast is sponsored by Beacons Point. Beacons Point is a growth marketing agency that creates a video-first content approach to attract the right customer and deliver the message at the right time. Find out more at beaconspoint.com. This week's episode is produced by Summer Myers. Thanks for listening. See you next time.